Welcome to Get the Job Australia, the podcast created to accompany you whilst you find the job, the one you've always wanted. We're here to provide weekly inspiration and tips to help you along your job seeker journey. Think of us as your personal coach, helping you navigate your way to that employment offer. We also offer tailored services in resume writing, cover letters, LinkedIn profiles and interview coaching. Visit getthejobaustralia.com.au to find out more. Now here's the podcast. Welcome to the episode. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about or discussing the topic of what I've learned from working with job seekers on a daily basis and what it's taught me about job hunting. It's actually quite an interesting spot to be in. You're sort of between the candidate and the employer and you get to see both perspectives, which is good, but also, and most importantly, I guess, you get to see what works well on either side and what doesn't work well. So I'm going to be discussing some things that are some of the most obvious patterns that come up or they crop up when working with job seekers on a daily basis and why they're also important to take note on if you're job hunting at the moment as well, because you might fall into one of these categories. So the first thing is that it's kind of a strange thing, but job seekers take a really self-centered approach when they're looking for work. And what I mean by that is they come through the hiring process in a very self-centered way. At every stage, yes, you are trying to impress the employer, but you're trying to impress them to get their job. Meaning if you're not impressing them on the things that they want you to impress them on, you're not going to impress them, which is a tongue twister, but let's just break that down. So say you're a graphic designer, You're applying for a role with a company that needs someone with video editing experience and they express this explicitly in the job ad many times and then they might ask you in the phone interview whether you've had that experience, which let's say you do and that secures your first interview with the hiring manager. In the interview, the hiring manager again asks you about your video editing experience to which you touch on, but the story you start telling leads you into another topic, how amazing you are at image analysis, something you're really passionate about, you've received recognition for, and quite frankly, you're better at it than video editing. Your job, you think, is to impress the hiring manager, so you rattle off about how competent you are as a graphic designer, a competency based on your exceptional skills in image analysis, And it doesn't matter what makes you a great graphic designer, only that you are a great one, right? Well, no, (laughs) they ask you what they want to, what they ask you for a reason. You need to learn to read the subliminal messages that come through throughout the process. They want you to talk to those skills that they are looking for explicitly. And even if you have better skills elsewhere, that's actually not going to secure you the job. It's actually going to annoy them a bit and maybe put you into the pile of people, maybe the maybe pile, because you haven't exactly talked to what they're looking for. The second thing I notice, this is from the employer's side, is that employers are actually very desperate for trustworthy employees. And this is because it's actually really difficult to fill a role. Contrary to popular belief, it doesn't happen in one day. It can actually take months to find the right person. By the time you screen, interview, reference check, do the verifications, issue contracts, wait through the notice periods when someone's resigned at their old job, 
do inductions, everything like that. It takes so long. It's so timely. So then to select the wrong candidate and have them leave prematurely just makes the whole process extremely exhausting for the team, extremely timely. And it's really, it's quite upsetting to the team that actually need that extra person. They need that extra support. They're hiring, the company's hiring for a reason and they're missing some sort of support when they can't fill a role. So on top of this, just to add to it, recruiters looking after these roles are typically handling multiple roles at once, which adds further delay. (laughs) So there's just so many factors that lead to actually, you know, having a need crop up for an extra person in a team to actually securing someone in that spot. There's a long time and a lot of effort that goes into that process. So that's why all the way through the process, the employer is desperate for, for potentially good employee, employees to come through the pipeline. And they want employees that they can trust to stay and do the work they need done. If you give them a reason not to trust you throughout the application process, they'll reject you. And if you can, but if you convey honestly, honesty throughout the application process, they know you'll be the person that, that can carry the load. Um, maybe you're, they'll, start, they'll see you as the person that'll address them if you have any issues. You're not going to be someone who's going to leave them high and dry, basically. You're going to be a supportive and integral link in the team, which is what they need. The third thing I've noticed with working with job seekers on a daily basis is that a good personality actually goes a long way and it's one of the most underutilized tools that everyone has that is can actually land you the job. And it's it's so crazy how much we don't put an emphasis on expressing your personality in an interview because cultural fit is so important and it and it's only going to get more important. So sometimes when there's a bunch of really suitably qualified candidates, the thing that might push one candidate over the line and actually get the job offer could be a personality that'll gel with the others in the team. So an off-putting personality is obviously not the goal. We all know we don't walk in and start being condescending and arrogant. Of course, we know an off-putting personality is not going to get us the job. However, Even things like having a really, a very serious persona in an interview can actually put up barriers because you need to find a way that you can build rapport. And whilst a job interview is a very, very serious event, not saying that it's not, it's also a personal branding exercise for you. And, you know, when you think about buying and buying behaviors, no one wants to buy a boring, super serious product. That's basically the personal brand you're conveying with a dead serious personality. And then on the contrary, this also doesn't mean that you have to walk into an interview with a whole bunch of jokes up your sleeve. So it's about finding that happy medium where you can actually portray a little bit of your personality. Sometimes it's as simple as remembering to smile, which is something that can be so easily forgotten when nerves take over or just when you're in business mode. It could even be something as simple as adopting a friendlier tone of voice. So your face could be serious, but maybe your voice is an octave higher or friendlier. It's just, it's the whole package that comes together. And these, and 
by the way, I've interviewed people who have been extremely serious and all business and it's look and it depends on the role, depends on the industry, but I think it's safe to say that adopting something even if it's subtle is going to be something that sets you apart because you don't want to blend in as just another candidate. You've got to blend in, sorry, you've got to make yourself stand out and at the same time build some kind of connection with the interviewer. So these subtle differences could actually be the details that the employer remembers when they're looking back through who they like and who they don't. And this could actually distinguish you from the other candidates. The fourth thing that I've noticed is that job seekers take things really personally, a little bit too personally throughout the application process. So sometimes you might walk into an interview, for example, and the interviewer will seem uninterested. And this is obviously not a great environment to start selling your skills in, but just realize that 99% of the time, this person's mood has actually nothing to do with you. When I've worked in talent acquisition before, I've seen really busy hiring managers pulled from their you know, overwhelmingly high piles of work to do interviews, knowing that they may have to do overtime to compensate for that. So just understand that just because an employer may not be smiling while you're in, in an interview, it doesn't always mean that you're doing something wrong. And just to add to that point as well, sometimes the employer may make you feel that everything's going well as well, which I've also heard stories from um, job seekers, but then you end up getting rejected from the job, which is surprising. And in this instance, you might feel that the interview went really well and it's very surprising that you didn't get the job. However, maybe on the contrary, the employer may just have been in a good mood or given off the impression that you were the best. The thing that I see with job seekers when this happens, whether the employer seemed overly happy or not happy at all during the interview, is that Job seekers tend to take it personally and this in turn affects their job search and their motivation and their maybe their um, self-compassion and self-esteem as well going into the next interviews. So I think the best thing to do is just to understand that it's never safe to assume what's actually going on behind the scenes and there's actually so many possibility, possibilities um, or explanations that you'd probably waste a month trying to guess them all. So just take it in your stride, accept that maybe the role wasn't actually a good fit for you, not the other way around, and move a step closer to your dream role. For more information or tips and tricks, motivation to help you get your dream role, please visit getthejobaustralia.com.au. Visit us on our Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn or check us out next week for our next Spotify episode. Thanks. Bye.